Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. And again today, I'm going to be sharing what I call our Biblical Worldview Foundation Series. This is something that has been years in the making because we're bringing into it video, uh, pictures, slides, details. It took a long time for my staff to produce this, and we now have this entire product that includes this uh, uh, workbook that has all of the pr uh, materials printed out so that you can reference it specifically so you can teach other people. I just started this series yesterday and I believe that this is going to be a real blessing to you. So watch this teaching that we entitled Biblical Worldview Foundation Series. If you have a biblical worldview, instead of being terrified, instead of being afraid, when you see all of the signs of the time coming to pass, it, you can look at it and think, man, this is getting close. The second return of the Lord is coming. And you can have a totally different reaction. That's what Jesus commanded. He says, when you see these things come to pass, then lift up your eyes because your redemption draws nigh. Jesus told His disciples in John chapter 14, the night before His crucifixion, He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Did you know most people, again, that don't have a biblical way of looking at things, they don't let the Word of God influence them. Most people would think, matter of fact, psychology has had a huge impact on our society today. And most people would say that if you could put yourself into those disciples' position, if you could see Jesus being arrested and then crucified, the psychologist would come along and say, you're in denial if you don't fall apart like a $2 suitcase, if you don't have problems, if you weren't afraid, if you weren't terrified, if you weren't just depressed and brokenhearted, then something would be wrong with you. And yet Jesus gave His disciples a command the night before His death, let not your heart be troubled. The very statement there about let, you know, if you were to diagram that sentence, the way we were taught to do in school. It has to have a subject and a verb. If you were to diagram it, the understood subject of that would be you, let not your heart be troubled. It's up to you. You can control your emotions. And again, psychology would say, oh no, you would have to be devastated. You'd have to be hurt if you really love Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus went on to say in John chapter 14, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to my Father. But now, because I've said these things, sorrow hath filled your heart. But if you really loved me, you would rejoice. Again, psychology is a carnal, a humanistic worldview, a humanistic way of looking at things. The very name psychology comes from the Greek word psyche, which was the god of the soul. It's only recognizing that you have a physical body and then a mental, emotional part of you. That's called the soul. It denies the spirit. It doesn't recognize that when you get born again, part of you is completely different, that you are a brand new creature, and that in your spirit, everything is perfect. Psychology doesn't acknowledge those things. And so because of it, they are looking at things from a humanistic perspective. 
THE WORD HUMANISTIC MEANS THAT YOU ARE LOOKING AT IT FROM JUST A PHYSICAL, NATURAL PERSPECTIVE, NOT FACTORING IN THE SPIRITUAL PART, NOT FACTORING IN THAT YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN AND THAT YOU HAVE A NEW PART IN YOU. YOU AREN'T THINKING OF THINGS FROM A SPIRITUAL PERSPECTIVE. YOU'RE JUST LOOKING AT IT FROM THE CARNAL PERSPECTIVE. AND SO PSYCHOLOGY WOULD SIT THERE AND SAY, YOU'VE GOT TO BE DEPRESSED IF THIS HAPPENS, THAT YOU'RE IN DENIAL. BUT YOU KNOW, I'M NOT DENYING THAT PROBLEMS EXIST, BUT I'M LOOKING BEYOND JUST THE PHYSICAL THINGS THAT ARE HAPPENING, AND I'M LOOKING AT WHAT GOD HAS PROMISED. WE CAN GO BACK TO THAT EXAMPLE OF DEATH, THAT EVEN THOUGH DEATH IS NOT PLEASANT, NOBODY SHOULD BE EMBRACING IT IN THE SENSE THAT THEY LOVE IT, BUT IT IS THE GATEWAY TO A BETTER LIFE IF YOU TAKE THE BIBLE AND USE IT TO FORM A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. SO HOW IS IT THAT SATAN COULD COME AND STEAL FROM US? HE SAYS, BEWARE, BE ON GUARD, BE AT WAR, BECAUSE SATAN IS TRYING TO SPOIL US. HOW IS IT THAT HE DOES IT? IT'S NOT THROUGH OVERPOWERING US. IT'S NOT THROUGH SOME KIND OF SUPERIOR POWER OR SOMETHING THAT WE CAN'T RESIST. IT SAYS, BEWARE, LEST ANY MAN SPOIL YOU THROUGH PHILOSOPHY AND VAIN DECEIT AFTER THE TRADITION OF MAN, AFTER THE RUDIMENTS OF THE WORLD, AND NOT AFTER CHRIST. YOU KNOW, THE WORD PHILOSOPHY IS ONLY USED ONE TIME RIGHT HERE IN COLOSSIANS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 8. AND THEN THE WORD PHILOSOPHERS IS USED OVER IN ACTS CHAPTER 17, VERSE 18. AND THAT VERSE SAYS, THEN CERTAIN PHILOSOPHERS OF THE EPICUREANS AND OF THE STOICS ENCOUNTERED HIM, AND SOME SAID, WHAT WILL THIS BABBLER SAY? OTHERS SOME, HE SEEMETH TO BE A SETTER FORTH OF STRANGE GODS, BECAUSE HE PREACHED UNTO THEM JESUS AND THE RESURRECTION. SO PHILOSOPHY IS NOT A WORD THAT WE USE MUCH TODAY, BUT IT IS REALLY VERY GOOD. HERE'S WHAT THE WORD PHILOSOPHY LITERALLY MEANS IN THE DICTIONARY. IT MEANS INVESTIGATION OF THE NATURE, CAUSES, OR PRINCIPLES OF REALITY, KNOWLEDGE OR VALUES BASED ON LOGICAL REASONING RATHER THAN EMPIRICAL METHODS, A SYSTEM OF THOUGHT BASED ON INVOLVING SUCH INQUIRY, THE CRITICAL ANALYSIS OF FUNDAMENTAL ASSUMPTIONS AND BELIEF. IN OTHER WORDS, HERE'S ANOTHER WAY OF SAYING THIS. PHILOSOPHY IS JUST TALKING ABOUT A WAY OF THINKING, NOT INDIVIDUAL THOUGHTS, NOT ISOLATED THOUGHTS THAT ARE NOT CONNECTED, BUT YOU HAVE A PHILOSOPHY, A WAY OF LOOKING AT THINGS. YOU KNOW, THERE ARE CHRISTIANS THAT WILL TAKE SCRIPTURES ABOUT HEALING, AND THEY CAN QUOTE ISAIAH CHAPTER 53, VERSE 4, THAT BY HIS STRIPES WE ARE HEALED. 1 PETER 2, 24, BY HIS STRIPES WE WERE HEALED. AND THEY CAN QUOTE SCRIPTURES AND THEY HAVE SOME KNOWLEDGE, BUT THAT KNOWLEDGE HASN'T INFLUENCED THE WAY THEY THINK. THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT WERE BROUGHT UP THAT YOU KNOW THAT THEY HAVE ALLERGIES, THEY HAVE uh, ALL KINDS OF uh, SICKNESSES, AND SO EVERY TIME A CERTAIN TIME OF THE YEAR COMES AROUND, THEY STILL THINK SICK. NOW THEY COULD QUOTE, BY HIS STRIPES I'M HEALED, BUT THEIR PHILOSOPHY, THEIR WAY OF THINKING IS SICK. AND THEY PLAN ON SICKNESS. WHEN THEY PLAN A VACATION, THEY THINK ABOUT, YOU KNOW, I CAN'T GO AT THIS CERTAIN TIME, OR I HAVE TO TAKE ALL OF THIS MEDICATION WITH ME. THEY DON'T THINK WELL. THEIR INDIVIDUAL THOUGHTS HAVEN'T SHAPED THE WAY THEY LOOK AT THINGS. HERE'S ANOTHER EXAMPLE OF THIS, THAT I HAD A WOMAN COME TO OUR BIBLE COLLEGE, AND THIS IS 25 YEARS AGO WHEN WE FIRST STARTED, AND SHE WAS AN OLDER WOMAN THEN, AND SHE ACTUALLY WENT THROUGH THE DEPRESSION. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, SHE WAS A LITTLE GIRL WHEN SHE WENT THROUGH THE DEPRESSION, BUT BECAUSE OF THAT, SHE JUST HAD THIS MINDSET OF POVERTY. NOW, SHE WAS VERY WELL OFF. SHE HAD A LOT OF MONEY. SO SHE HAD PROSPERED, BUT SHE STILL THOUGHT POOR. 
SHE WOULD TAKE HER JARS OF JELLY AND I MEAN SCRAPE OUT EVERYTHING AND THEN PUT WATER IN THERE AND DILUTE IT SO THAT SHE COULD GET EVERY BIT OF IT. SHE WOULD TAKE HER BARS OF SOAP AND WHEN HER SOAP BEGAN TO GET LOW, SHE WOULD SAVE THOSE LITTLE SLIVERS AND SAVE THE WRAPPER UNTIL SHE GOT ENOUGH AND THEN SHE WOULD MELT THEM AND MAKE ANOTHER BAR OF SOAP SO THAT SHE USED EVERY SINGLE THING POSSIBLY. SHE JUST HAD THIS FEAR OF RUNNING OUT BECAUSE SHE HAD EXPERIENCED THE GREAT DEPRESSION. AND EVEN THOUGH SHE NOW HAD MONEY AND EVEN THOUGH SHE WAS PROSPEROUS, SHE STILL HAD A PHILOSOPHY, A WAY OF THINKING THAT WAS POVERTY. AND THIS WOMAN WOULD ACTUALLY DRIVE ALL THE WAY ACROSS TOWN AND SPEND LIKE FIVE EXTRA DOLLARS ON GAS PLUS ALL OF THE TIME THAT IT TOOK THE HASSLE OF DRIVING IN TRAFFIC AND ALL OF THIS. SHE WOULD DRIVE ACROSS TOWN, SPEND TIME AND MONEY TO GO SAVE 30 CENTS ON COUPONS BECAUSE SHE JUST HAD A PHILOSOPHY OF POVERTY EVEN THOUGH SHE WAS PROSPEROUS. AND SO SEE, PHILOSOPHY ISN'T JUST INDIVIDUAL THOUGHTS, BUT IT'S A WAY OF THINKING. AND THIS IS HOW SATAN COMES AGAINST US IS TO STEAL THROUGH A WAY OF THINKING. AND SAD TO SAY, MOST OF US HAVE NOT FORMED OUR BASIS OF THOUGHT AND OUR WORLDVIEW ON WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS, BUT WE HAVE BEEN MORE INFLUENCED BY OUR SOCIETY THAN WE HAVE BY THE WORD OF GOD. SOCIALISM, COMMUNISM, CAPITALISM ARE ALL PHILOSOPHIES. YOU KNOW, AS A MATTER OF FACT, BILL FEDERER, WHO'S A FRIEND OF MINE, AND HE HAS THIS THING CALLED THE AMERICAN MINUTE THAT HE SENDS OUT HE HAD A THING THAT QUOTED FROM SOMEBODY IN 1944, I BELIEVE IT WAS, THAT THEY CAME OUT WITH THE ILLUSTRATION OF TWO COWS. NOW, I MAY GET SOME OF THIS WRONG, BUT YOU CAN GO RESEARCH IT AND FIND THIS ON YOUR OWN. AND THEY USED A PERSON WHO HAD TWO COWS TO DESCRIBE HOW SOCIALISM AND COMMUNISM AND FASCISM AND Nazism AND CAPITALISM WOULD RESPOND. SO A PERSON WHO IS A SOCIALIST IF YOU HAD TWO COWS, WHAT WOULD HAPPEN? THE GOVERNMENT WOULD COME AND TAKE ONE OF YOUR COWS AND DISTRIBUTE IT TO OTHER PEOPLE AND SHARE YOUR WEALTH WITH OTHER PEOPLE. COMMUNISM, THEY WOULD COME AND TAKE BOTH OF YOUR COWS AND THEY WOULD GIVE YOU BACK A LITTLE BIT OF MILK. AND FASCISM WOULD COME AND TAKE BOTH OF YOUR COWS AND THEN SELL YOU THE MILK. AND NAZISM WOULD TAKE BOTH OF YOUR COWS AND KILL YOU, WHEREAS CAPITALISM WOULD HAVE YOU SELL ONE OF YOUR COWS, BUY A BULL, AND START A HERD. NOW, I DON'T KNOW IF YOU COULD FOLLOW THAT, AND I'M NOT SURE I GAVE IT EXACTLY VERBATIM THE WAY IT WAS GIVEN TO ME, BUT NONETHELESS, THIS DESCRIBES A WAY, A WORLD VIEW OF LOOKING AT THINGS. SOCIALISM, WE NEED TO SHARE ALL OF OUR WEALTH. IT HAS PROVEN THAT IT FAILS EVERY SINGLE TIME. IT HAS NEVER WORKED IN THE HISTORY OF THE WORLD. IT WILL NEVER WORK. YOU CAN LOOK AT VENEZUELA THAT WAS A VERY PROSPEROUS NATION BECAUSE OF THE OIL AND THINGS LIKE THIS. AND WHEN CHAVEZ TOOK OVER AND TURNED IT INTO A SOCIALIST, COMMUNIST STATE, THE THING IS ON THE VERGE OF BANKRUPTCY. IT HAS NEVER WORKED. THE FORMER SOVIET UNION FAILED BECAUSE OF THEIR EXPERIMENT IN COMMUNISM. IT HAS NEVER WORKED. IT'S A WRONG PHILOSOPHY. AND YET THERE'S OVER 50% OF OUR MILLENNIALS TODAY THAT BELIEVE SOCIALISM AND COMMUNISM ARE VALID WAYS OF DEALING WITH THINGS. THEY THINK IT'S SUPERIOR TO CAPITALISM. THAT'S BECAUSE THEY DO NOT UNDERSTAND WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. AND SO WE NEED A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, SEE, OF APPROACHING EVERY ONE OF THESE THINGS. 
AMONG PEOPLE THAT CALL THEMSELVES CHRISTIANS, 70% OF THEM DO NOT HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. AND EVEN AMONG PEOPLE WHO CALL THEMSELVES BORN-AGAIN CHRISTIANS, THERE'S ONLY 7 TO 9% OF BORN-AGAIN CHRISTIANS WHO HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. NOW, HERE'S WHAT BARNA, GEORGE BARNA, uh, HE HAS A TEST THAT HE GIVES AND HE'S THE ONE THAT KIND OF SET THE STANDARD ON WHAT A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW IS. AND HE SAYS FROM HIS WORLDVIEW STUDY, IT SHOWED THAT LESS THAN HALF OF 1% OF YOUNG ADULTS, WHAT'S CALLED THE MOSAIC GENERATION, LESS THAN HALF OF 1% OF THEM HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. HERE'S WHAT HE DEFINES AS A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT ABSOLUTE MORAL TRUTH EXISTS. NOW, THIS IS SOMETHING THAT THE BIBLE TEACHES. THINGS ARE NOT RELATIVE. BUT DID YOU KNOW RELATIVISM AND SAYING, WELL, THIS MAY BE TRUE FOR YOU, BUT IT'S NOT TRUE FOR ME AND THINGS LIKE THIS. THAT IS A WRONG WORLDVIEW. THAT IS UNBIBLICAL. SO THIS IS ONE OF THE FIRST THINGS TO HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT ABSOLUTE MORAL TRUTH EXISTS. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT THE BIBLE IS TOTALLY ACCURATE IN ALL OF THE PRINCIPLES IT TEACHES. NOW, THIS IS JUST LOGICAL. IF IT'S GOING TO BE BIBLICAL, THEN IT HAS TO BE BASED ON THE BIBLE. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT THE BIBLE IS NOT JUST A BOOK WRITTEN BY MAN, BUT IT WAS A BOOK THAT GOD INSPIRED MAN TO WRITE. AND YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT IT'S ACCURATE IN ALL OF THE PRINCIPLES THAT IT TEACHES. LESS THAN HALF OF 1% OF 18 TO 23-YEAR-OLDS BELIEVE THAT. NO WONDER THAT THEY ARE JUST SHACKING UP WITH PEOPLE. NO WONDER THAT THEY ARE INTO LEGALIZING ALL KINDS OF DOPE AND DOING THINGS AND LIVING AN IMMORAL LIFE. NO WONDER THAT THE VAST MAJORITY OF YOUNG PEOPLE DO NOT GET MARRIED. THEY JUST LIVE WITH EACH OTHER, COMMON LAW, BECAUSE THEY DON'T BELIEVE THAT THE BIBLE IS ACCURATE. HERE'S ANOTHER TEST FOR WHAT IS A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. SATAN IS CONSIDERED TO BE A REAL BEING OR FORCE, NOT MERELY SYMBOLIC. AND THAT IS ACTUALLY WHAT THE BIBLE TEACHES. IF YOU STUDY THE BIBLE, IF YOU BELIEVE THE BIBLE, I GUARANTEE YOU SATAN IS NOT JUST A IDEA OR A CONCEPT OR A PERSONIFICATION OF EVIL. NO, HE IS A REAL PERSON. DEMONS ARE REAL, AND YET THE VAST MAJORITY OF PEOPLE DO NOT BELIEVE THAT. ALSO, ANOTHER THING THAT BARNA USES TO ESTABLISH WHAT A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW IS, A PERSON CANNOT EARN THEIR WAY INTO HEAVEN BY TRYING TO BE GOOD OR TO DO GOOD WORKS. THAT IS EXACTLY WHAT THE BIBLE TEACHES. IT'S NOT BASED ON YOUR GOODNESS. IT'S BASED ON JESUS' GOODNESS. HE IS THE WAY, THE TRUTH, AND THE LIFE. NO MAN COMES UNTO THE FATHER BUT BY HIM. AND IF YOU DO NOT HAVE A PERSONAL FAITH IN WHAT JESUS DID FOR YOU. IF YOU DON'T PUT YOUR FAITH IN HIM, THEN IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW GOOD YOU ARE, YOU'LL BE THE BEST SINNER THAT EVER WENT TO HELL. BUT ALL HAVE SINNED COME SHORT OF THE GLORY OF GOD. ALL NEED A SAVIOR, AND ALL HAVE HAD A SAVIOR DIE FOR THEM AND PROVIDE. BUT YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT IT IS NOT BASED ON YOUR GOOD WORKS. DID YOU KNOW EVEN THE POPE, I HEARD A QUOTATION. AND AGAIN, YOU KNOW, I THINK CAN BE MISREPRESENTED AND MISDONE, BUT THE POPE, BASICALLY, THEY ASKED HIM ABOUT ATHEISTS. DO YOU BELIEVE THAT ATHEISTS WILL GO TO HEAVEN? AND THE POPE SAID YES, DEPENDING ON WHETHER THEY WERE GOOD OR NOT. THAT IS COMPLETELY CONTRARY TO SCRIPTURE. 
And it doesn't matter who you are. And I know some people, I can't believe you'd say that. But to me, the Bible is greater authority than any man, any position that a man operates. And I guarantee you, I'm going to let God be true and every man a liar. Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says that. So I'm not against anybody. I'm not out to criticize them. Again, things can be misconstrued. They can be misreported. But if that's true, that the Pope says that people go to heaven because they're good, whether or not they believe there's a God, whether or not they have made Jesus their Lord or not, then that's wrong. That is wrong. That is not a biblical worldview. Also, Barna says that a biblical worldview is Jesus Christ lived a sinless life on earth. And did you know it's amazing to me that people would doubt that when the Bible so clearly presents that Jesus had no sin in Himself. It says He was sinless. He was perfect. He was God manifest in the flesh. And yet there's people that don't believe that. That's not a biblical worldview. And you also have to believe that, that God is the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the world who still rules the universe today. Of course, evolution has become a mainstay. There are people that are actually ridiculed if you don't accept evolution. Evolution is not compatible with the Bible. As I go through this biblical worldview, I'm going to deal with a lot of things and show you a lot of science and a lot of scientists who are discrediting evolution. It is not an established fact. It is a theory, and it is inconsistent with what the Bible teaches. And if you believe that, that we just evolved from some slime, that is not a biblical worldview. So these are the things that George Barna says uh, he used as a criteria for this uh, survey that he did. And out of those things, believing that absolute moral truth exists, that the Bible is totally accurate in all of the principles it teaches, that Satan is considered to be a real being or force, not merely symbolic. A person cannot earn their way into heaven by trying to be good or to do good works. Jesus Christ lived a sinless life on earth, and God is the all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the world who still rules the universe today. Those are the criteria that Barna used in his survey, and only one-half of 1% 1 of 18 to 23-year-olds believe that. Therefore, they didn't have a biblical worldview. You know, that's tragic. And these are things that just a generation ago, say 50 years ago, I believe that the young people, 18 to 23, it would have been nearly universal. You know, when I graduated from high school, 1967, and so that's been 51 years ago, and 50 years ago, I don't think I knew a single atheist. Now, there may have been some atheists in our school. We had over 2,000 people in my high school, and yet I can't think of a single atheist. Even people who weren't serving God and didn't love God and weren't living for God, they had a knowledge of God, and it's because they're the Bible and the influence of the church that had been speaking the things of God, it had an influence on even the secular culture back in 1967 that we have seen completely eroded today. And so we have to recognize that Satan comes against us through the way we think. Go back to Genesis chapter 3 and look at Adam and Eve. When Satan came to them through the serpent, and he spoke to them in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The very first thing he said is, Hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The very first thing that Satan did was to attack 
what God had said. That's the Bible. The Bible is God speaking to us. And so before Satan could get them to sin, he had to first of all attack the Word of God and get them to doubt that the Word of God was accurate. And it's the exact same thing with us. Satan has come against the Word of God. They have taken the Bible out of our schools. They've taken the Bible out of uh, our life. I actually heard a talk show one time where somebody was discussing something and a Christian called in and said, well, the Bible says, and this talk show host just immediately cut them off and said, now, wait a minute. We aren't dealing in any of this religious stuff. We just want fact. We want truth. We want uh, factual stuff is what we're discussing. And see, he had put the Bible off into the realm of just being a book written by man, and it was prejudiced, and it was error, and it was wrong. I'm going to be dealing with this in my next session when I talk about biblical accuracy. To have a biblical worldview, you have to believe in the Bible, and the Bible is under assault. This is exactly what Satan did. He said, hath God said, and he attacked the Word of God. But the Word of God is given to us. This is how our whole life has to be dominated and controlled is by what the Word of God says. And sad to say, very, very, very few Christians let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. They just believe whatever because they were taught this, because it was said from the pulpit or whatever, and the Bible is not the final authority to the average person. It's got to change. Here's what the Bible says about itself. Psalms chapter 119, every single verse in that entire chapter somehow or another references the Word of God. It'll talk about the law, the commandment, precepts, statues, or something like that. But every single verse is all talking about the Word of God. Psalms 119, verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Again, see, this is not the way that most people think, but this is the biblical way of doing it. How do you get your life on track? How do you get pointed in the right direction? It's by taking heed according to the Word of God. Today, people would say, oh, no, you've got to go get an education. Oh, no, you've got to do this and this, and we've got all of these other things that we've substituted, which in their place might be okay, but I can guarantee you that the biblical way of doing it is to let God's Word rule in you. This is a verse that I used back when I was a teenager. Back when the Lord first touched my life, man, I put this on my mirror and I lived by this saying, God, I'm going to let your Word direct me. And I can truthfully say that any good thing that God has ever done in my life came because of the Word of God. It came because of me taking heed to the Word. I didn't have to go out and commit adultery on my own to learn that it's wrong and that it hurts me and it hurts the other person. Man, I learned it through the Word of God. I studied about David and I saw what his adultery did and how it destroyed not only him, but his child died and then all of his children, the strife and the sexual immorality and the wars and the tens of thousands of people that died because of his decision. And I learned by that. You don't have to learn everything by hard knocks. You can learn it through other people, and that's the reason that the Word is given. So this is how a young man cleanses his way, is by taking heed thereunto according to thy Word. Psalms 119, verse 11, Thy Word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. The thing that keeps you from sinning is the truth of God's Word. God's Word will keep you from sin. Today, we see people living in sin. 
AGAIN, IF YOU WERE TO GO BACK TO THE MILLENNIALS, THE MAJORITY OF THE MILLENNIALS AREN'T EVEN GETTING MARRIED. THEY ARE JUST LIVING WITH EACH OTHER. THEY'RE COHABITING. AND THE REASON FOR THAT IS BECAUSE THEY HAVEN'T HIDDEN GOD'S WORD IN THEIR HEART. OR YOU COULD SAY IT THIS WAY, THEY DO NOT HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. AND THAT'S THE REASON THAT THAT SIN IS DOMINATING THEM. PSALMS 119, VERSE 105 SAYS, THY WORD IS A LAMP UNTO MY FEET AND A LIGHT UNTO MY PATH. GOD'S WORD WILL GIVE YOU DIRECTION AND SHOW YOU WHAT YOU NEED TO DO. AND THE REASON SO MANY PEOPLE ARE STUMBLING TODAY, IT'S BECAUSE THEY DON'T HAVE THE LIGHT OF GOD FOR IT. YOU KNOW, THIS IS A WORD PICTURE THAT IF YOU WERE TO BE WALKING SOMEWHERE AND IF YOU WERE IN THE DARK, uh, I CAN GUARANTEE IT'S JUST A MATTER OF TIME till YOU TRIP OR FALL OR FALL OFF A CLIFF OR SOMETHING. YOU NEED TO BE ABLE TO SEE HOW YOU'RE WALKING. AND TODAY, PEOPLE AREN'T USING THE WORD OF GOD AS A LAMP. AND BECAUSE OF IT, THEY ARE FALLING AND HURTING THEMSELVES AND DESTRUCTION IS COMING. AND SO, MAN, THE WORD OF GOD NEEDS TO BE THE FOUNDATION. IT NEEDS... WE NEED TO HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. AND I PRAY THAT THAT BLESSED YOU TODAY. I KNOW THAT THIS TEACHING IS GOING TO CHANGE PEOPLE, AND IT IS SO IMPORTANT, AS I WAS SHARING ON TODAY'S BROADCAST ABOUT HAVING A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. SO THIS TEACHING MATERIAL HERE IS SPECIFICALLY DESIGNED NOT ONLY TO HELP YOU, BUT SO THAT YOU CAN SHARE THIS WITH OTHER PEOPLE. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER, AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY TO RECEIVE THIS BRAND NEW PRODUCT THAT WE'VE PUT OUT, BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer his highly anticipated series, Biblical Worldview, Foundational Truths. In this series, Andrew outlines the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview. Each of the 12 lessons in this series include a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and a personal access code to the online videos. Each lesson is full of supporting facts, quotes, charts, and historic visuals. Through the online platform, you'll have lifetime access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. Biblical Worldview Foundational Truths is available for only $120. Go to awmi.net to order this valuable resource today for you or someone you love. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. IF YOU HAVEN'T YET PARTNERED WITH US, I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO PRAY ABOUT IT, AND THEN IF THE LORD SAYS SO, JOIN WITH US, BECAUSE WE ARE TAKING THE GOSPEL NOT ONLY THROUGH TELEVISION, BUT WE'VE GOT OVER 70 uh, DIFFERENT LOCATIONS AROUND THE WORLD, OFFICES, I THINK IN 16 DIFFERENT NATIONS. Uh, WE HAVE uh, PROBABLY 8,000 STUDENTS GOING THROUGH Karis BIBLE COLLEGE AT ANY TIME WITH OVER 8,000 GRADUATES. WE'RE PUMPING OUT MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF FREE MATERIAL THROUGH OUR WEBSITE, OVER 200,000 FREE HOURS OF MATERIAL ON OUR WEBSITE, AND WE'RE JUST REACHING ALL AROUND THE WORLD. WE COULDN'T DO IT WITHOUT PARTNERS. AND SO I WOULD LIKE TO ASK YOU TO PRAY ABOUT IT. IF YOU WANT TO MAKE A DIFFERENCE, 
I believe that this is a good ministry. You'll get a great return, not only in heaven, but in this life, you'll receive a hundredfold. So join with us and become a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries today. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily Live Bible Study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis Daily Live Bible Study five days a week.